I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Bitches on Comics. I'm Sarah Century. And I'm S.E. Flinor, and today we're talking with comic book creator Stephanie Williams. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say, Stephanie, but in my mind, there was like a whole thing and a whole film. song, and then there was like a fireworks that people would see on their computers. Yeah. <laughs> you just take the microphone and you're like, hi, and I'm Stephanie. Thank you for joining me. You might know me from Sci-Fi Fangirls. <laughs> How are y'all <laughs> Or evening or six something. Well, I guess it's nighttime. <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So we wanted to talk about Parenthood comic. I really want to know about what the process of coming up with the comic and then taking it to completion has been like. Okay. All right. So the story behind Parenthood Activate. So, um... I know you guys, I followed you all on Twitter for a little while, and I'm pretty sure it's been uh, vice versa. So, you know, I would always share just little things that would happen, just experience with my son, and I would share them on the timeline every now and again, just using like either a GIF or a meme or whatever, and those tweets would like always go viral. And it wasn't anything that I was like, you know, making up. It was just literally me telling everyone like, yo, this just happened. Um, I thought it was funny. I hope you would too. So um, that was a thing. And then you know, well, know Stephanie, comics. Uh -huh. <laughs> your Twitter is hysterical. You have probably I, the best Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, um, funny enough, when I originally got on Twitter, I wanted to write, but I was like, how do I go about this? Or like, how do I find a community to do it right? 
Mm-hmm. So like I can tweet about more stuff than just catfish on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like it just turned into a thing. And like, I don't know, like four years ago, if you would have told me that I would have like 15,000 followers, I'm like, how did I get them? So it's been <laughs> really, really interesting. But um, as I told anyone who always asks, like either how does your stuff go viral or how did you get these followers and stuff? I'm like, I'm literally being myself. Like you are getting maybe 75% of me, like, cause it's dialed back a little bit because if you ask the <laughs> um, <laughs> folks over at Nerds of Prey, they'll tell you um, that <laughs> I am like 110% plus some, uh, especially Shannon, because we've <laughs> shared shared hotel rooms and stuff when we've gone to Dragon Con. So uh, you are definitely getting Stephanie. So, um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love comics and I have been wanting to, uh, you know, find a way to like start writing and just kind of like break out of that. I don't either know how to start or just that fear of, Will the funny translate in that form? And I think the last viral tweet or something I shared about uh, something that Micah did was a joke that he told me about, you know, what a what do you call a dinosaur poot or something like that? And I, I'm like, uh, what do you call it? He's like, a blast from the past. And I just thought it was <laughs> funny because, one, you know, I'm pretty sure he got it off one of those stupid little YouTube uh, shows, <laughs> Flippy or who knows. It's very weird. Kids, YouTube is weird. So um, I'm pretty sure he got it from that. And that just like really blew up. And I'm like, all right, so maybe you need to put two and two together. And webcomic is short and sweet, more affordable than, you know, trying to put together an entire book. And then also I was like licking my wounds and feeling away about the Kickstarter filming for uh, the Braxton comic. Mm-hmm. And instead of kind of like sitting in that, I was like, you know what? No, I, I can do this. So I spoke to, uh, it was funny. I spoke to Regine Sawyer and then Vita Ayala all in the same week. Because I'd been meaning to talk to them anyway. We had to play catch up. So when I was on the phone with the both of them, they were like, yeah, you do the thing. Like, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop pussyfooting around and like do the thing. So I reached out to Sarah Macklin, who I had been in contact with before. She actually had done a really great character of um, character of me uh, for my birthday and Aww. I remember like really yeah like really loving her art she's amazing and before Misty Nights and Foreign Afro dissolved in that way she was actually going to do art for the podcast oh. so I wanted to reach back out to her in some way shape or form so when I told mm-hmm. her about the idea and what I was thinking she was before I can even finish typing she's like yes <laughs> So uh, I wanted to do something that was kind of like Rugrats meets Pinky in the Brain, but instead of just the kid, (laughs) you know, instead of just the kid being the one in this kind of like fantastical view of the world or uh, way of storytelling, you know, myself and my husband and whoever else ends up in the comic would be in it too. So parenthood activate was born and i kid you not like maybe within that week when i really like started getting everything together like the contracts and just sat down and opened up google docs and didn't let it just sit there with a blank screen for five hours and then watch (laughs) something on on netflix i I just like i couldn't stop typing basically because i'm like 
the stories were there, either something that I already kind of shared on Twitter, but, you know, a different way to kind of tell the story or just something that had just literally happened a day or two ago. So it was kind of surreal because in that moment, it really dawned on me like, wow, so you can do this. Like, it's not this unattainable um you gotta get to the the top of the marvel dc mountain or anything like that like you can literally <laughs> do the thing that you love so much and like reading about um and do it yourself so it um was actually pretty empowering i guess yeah uh type of thing like it's it just uh i don't know like i um i guess i underestimated myself which i shouldn't have done should never do but when she got back to me with the initial preliminary sketches i'm just like wow you get the vision. Um, clearly, my uh, descriptions of how, like, the panels and what, you know, what I would like them to convey uh, was enough for you to make this amazing thing. So that also helped, too. And then she wrote back and was like, yeah, I, you know, was laughing for, like, 20 minutes before I even started. I was like, great. So the funny is translating, um, <laughs> which was the big thing that I was seriously worried about because, you know, it's one thing to be funny on Twitter, then it's another to be funny um, in other ways. And, like, I know that I try to inject my humor and things that I write for sci-fi fangirls, but again, like, it's still different. And yeah. it was just, it felt really good to know that, hey, the humor can come across in this way. Yeah, I think that that's something that's interesting whenever I think about writing is obviously I've written for a few different mediums and every yeah. single time you have to make adjustments, but then also there's kind of things that are the same about it. And that always, to me, I think is one of my favorite things about writing because it makes me be like, oh, what if I do it this way? This is all different now. Yeah. Or like if you have a different person that you're working with, that's always really exciting because they always bring something that you never would have thought about, you know? It's like, I'm sure that that's already happened, you know, with yes. Parenthood Activate. No, it actually has because um, for the issue that just came out, the last snack, um, they're actually added the bonnet. I didn't even think of that. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but she <laughs> added it. And I just thought that was such a great touch. Um, and yeah. a funny one, too. Uh, and then also just speaking in comics in general, as far as for a lot of Black characters, sometimes, you know, we often joke online about, you know, uh, someone laying down without um, their hair tied up or, mm -hmm. you know, how the, the hair situation is always, unfortunately, a thing. Um, right. So, to have something like just a small touch like that for me to not even have to mention that to the artist um, was also just like, yes, this is why um, outside of just writers, we also need artists and editors and all of that that are people of color, black people, uh, women, mm -hmm. queer, all of that, because it's just little things like that that are so important and is actually a little bit to me sometimes more important than the actual character on the page being, um, you know, a representation of whatever community. Like, we actually, it's getting more, more clear every single day that we need way more behind the scenes. And yeah. I would like to say that things are getting uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I say it, too. I'm like, uh. <laughs> You always know question things mark. are getting better with a question mark at the end is like, <laughs> okay, you really get it. You're my people. <laughs> better. Yeah, like I like Terminator Dark Fate, I'll be seeing that tomorrow. And 
the six male writers. And I'm like, I know that I'm going to enjoy the film, I'm sure, but I'm probably going to walk out like, yeah, so what if you all would have had, I don't know, like six, you know, women or film identifying (laughs) writers, perhaps? I don't know. The people who are here, uh, like completely there for Linda Hamilton, pretty much needed to write that movie. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that's kind of, it's like, I know that guys will be like, oh, I love Linda Hamilton. And I'm like, you don't love her like we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you did, you would be sitting in fear throughout the entire first Terminator. Yeah. This poor woman have this terrible, terrible day. Good in God. Fact, I really do not like her son. Um, I've, I finally came to that crossroad. And I'm just like, you know, John Connor, uh, Connor you know what? Uh, you're actually really terrible. And if my son ever did that to me, I'd be very upset. Why did you send this man back? (laughs) Yeah, what is that? It's so weird the whole time. (laughs) It's so weird. It's like, hey, best friend, do you want to go impregnate my mom and be my dad? (laughs) It's it's totally that. That's a little bit more than best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's bananas. I hope that it's good, though. Um, yeah, I've had I've heard people come back from it and be like, all right, I did have a great time, you know, and I like to go into movies and just be like, hopefully I can just turn the parts of my brain off <laughs> that mm-hmm. are going to be bad, because I know that there's always something I can find almost in any movie to be like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> I try <laughs> sometimes to be like, all right, back up on this one, Sarah, like, let it be <laughs> like. And you know what has helped me greatly with that? Edibles. I don't know what it is. Like it's just We're in Colorado. Movie. We know about that. Oh yeah. So, like, <laughs> like mushrooms it, are legal here. I bet that'd make me relax pretty good. Oh, for sure. Later. And I mean, or give me a panic attack. I'm not sure which. I think I forgot that you could see movies sober. <laughs> yeah, so actually, big same. I accidentally seen one sober, which was <laughs> which was okay, because I actually did kind of. I enjoyed it without, because uh, Kiki Palmer just. I didn't know she was going to be in the movie like that, and she was worth all forty five minutes or whatever it was that she had <laughs> screen time. So mm-hmm. I won't be, but that's the only movie I hope I see this year like that. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not acceptable. I've I've gone into theaters because I'm like an art house fan. So I'm always going to these like, I don't know, pretentious movies. Basically. Yeah. And so they always have bars at those because, of course, they do. Oh, and so whenever I go course. to like a, a megaplex or whatever, I'm just like, yes, I'll have a drink, please. And then they're like, so like tea or soda. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Sarah's like, if I have to see this movie sober, I swear to God. Like, more than three hours of Endgame. Like, I did that one yes. sober, except for with some edibles. But then also, I mean, that movie had one single tear, like, rolling down my cheek the entire three hours. And I'm just like, damn, you know what would help that situation? A beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I Love You 3000 wasn't written to make us all want to just fucking die. I know. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, unfortunately for me, when I saw Endgame, um, so edible, great. But the AC went out at some point. And it's funny because there's like this, there's this progression of me like looking around and I'm like, am I hot? I can't be the only one that's hot. 
my husband next to me, he's like, are you hot? And he's like, yeah, I'm a little hot. So then, like, an hour or, like, 30 minutes goes by, and I look around. I'm like, no, we can't be the only ones who's hot. Like, I see people progressively <laughs> taking clothing off. Like, oh, <laughs> AC is out. And then the movie was three hours long, so I'm sitting there like, so do I ask for ice water or... <laughs> like pass out so it was it was terrible i i wanted to kill the panels by the time of the movie oh my god i was gonna say (laughs) by the end you're just like i don't fucking care what happens to steve rogers (laughs) (laughs) wrap it up (laughs) no i yes we know he and bucky are in love we get it done just (laughs) fine can you imagine he popped up so like Sure, Peggy, you know, maybe missed him. She had his photo on her desk, <laughs> whatever. Like, could you imagine, like, she maybe was getting ready for a girl's night out? Who knows? And then, like, he just shows up and cancel who, everything, maybe, Peggy. Maybe she had another date. Maybe she had a dick appointment. I don't know, but I would be so <laughs> upset because I'm like, I know he showed up with, like, he probably didn't even have a duffel bag. He just showed up with himself. <laughs> I'm going to move in now. Um, I'm from the future. Um, I've no been sad about it for a skills. while. I I know everything that's going to happen, and yet I'm just going to chill with you for the next 60 years, and it's been, like, a pretty rough 60 years. So that, oh. am I a superhero? It's very strange at the end. Oh, I thought I'd get around to doing some of that living life that I've heard about. And you're I like, what? <laughs> so much, because there are times where I make wake up in the middle of the night, I'm just, like, so... When the march to Selma to Montgomery happened, where Captain was America? Was like, was he kicking it? <laughs> was he like at home? Like, did they call him up and he was on the other side of the bridge waiting on them? But yeah. It's, uh, so it's like it's questions like that throughout the civil rights movement where I'm just like, so. Uh, <laughs> and I hate that they did well, that to me because. Yeah, because comic book Steve Rogers tells me, I'm really not sure. Um, Uh The MCU Steve Rogers, I'm really not sure. So it's, I hate them for that. I really do. (laughs) And then the beginning of that film, when they said that they were going to introduce Marvel's first gay character, I'm just like, but what was... Don't. Okay, yeah. That no, was you like, can. Right. You, you can. can. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm saying like, don't I'm, play, I'm, play. Let's do no, it. Let's do this. Let's, let's just fucking rail. <laughs> I'm sitting there and it's it's when he's at that, uh, I don't know, like the support group. So I, I promise yeah. you, in my mind, um, before the edible kicked in, I'm like, oh my God. He's, talk- he's going to talk about Bucky. He's going to talk about because I'm like, this is a support group for queer men trying yeah. to move on in their lives to find partners or they've lost their partners or whatever, or like trying to navigate this new space with everyone gone. And I'm like, wow, he's getting ready. To, he's getting ready to tell us about Bucky. It didn't happen. It didn't no. happen. It was Don- no. one of Doggo Russo's. We got yeah. a fucking Russo brother. He we didn't even like, get a I gay a- actor. Like, you could have, you know what, if you had even cast a young queer actor in that role, mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm still unhappy, but <laughs> fair enough, you paid a queer person to play a queer person. Okay. No, right. let's not pay a queer actor, let's pay a Russo. What? I've never been so pissed in my life. I, like, I was legitimately <laughs> upset, because I, I looked around, again, like, I, I did a lot of Whitney Houston looking around at the movie theater <laughs> the other day, and... Um, <laughs> 
no one like no one better than I. And I'm like, am I the only one that's disappointed right now? <laughs> I think yeah. for me, like inside, it was like, oh, that's that's the gay. No, but that's the gay. No, they couldn't. <laughs> but like, surely Valkyrie will also be gay in like three minutes, right? Yeah. Like they couldn't possibly think <laughs> this is momentous. Yeah, because it's like, it's three hours long, and so I forgot about it happening, and so I kept being like, oh, is Natasha about to come out, like, while she's, like, dangling off the side of a cliff? Stop dreaming about me, I'm gay! (laughs) That would be, okay, that's an ending that I would have liked to see, frankly, for Black Widow. I don't know why they don't call me more. (laughs) You know, I'm sure they've got you on speed dial, but just waiting for the right moment. I was wondering, I think I actually read an interview with you about this already, but I was just wondering how you got into comics first. So, um, I, I love telling this story because I was actually talking to my brother the other day about it. Well, so, um, my brother was like, he wouldn't let me play, I think it was like Street Fighter or whatever. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so let me find, like, spend my time and do so. I saw like this comic book sticking out from like underneath the bed and I looked down and I don't know why I had never seen it before. Um, and like Storm was on the cover. It was Stormy Forge. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what's this? So um, I pick it up. I'm like, he's playing Street Fighter or whatever. And I'm thumbing through it. And of course, because I didn't know anything about the fact that you can't leave your fingers on pages for too long without transferring <laughs> <Yep>. ink <laughs> to your fingers. By the time I was done... I had done that to like a couple pages and he was <laughs> hot to trot about it. Um, and after that, I'm just like, uh, what is this? And he was like, a comic book. I've literally told you about this before and you weren't interested. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is what this is. I'm like, so wait, this is the same person from that show X-Men that we watched sometime on Saturday mornings? And he's like, yes. Why? <laughs> what else would it be? So after that, um, I just, I couldn't get enough. And, like, my grandmother loved going to, like, thrift stores. And, like, before, I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, the comic book hype popped off. But, like, I could always find comics at the thrift store. I know exactly what you're saying. I lived in, like, a rural place and would always go and be like, oh, snap, this is, like, only a dollar? Oh, my God. And, like, get so stoked on it. And, then, like, I would just get them then. So it'd be, like, the really old, like, pages almost yellow, like, Superman, Batman. Um, <laughs> yep. I think, I think there was, like, some Avengers and stuff like that and, like, some knockoff stuff. So from that point on, I was just like, I really, really like this. And, like, this is similar to, you know, my little Disney book. But <laughs> it's got a lot more action. And um, the women are doing more than just, like, sleeping or doing whatever. So I'm like, this, <laughs> I... <laughs> Some of them, though. Some of them, them, not all of them. Jean was asleep the whole time (laughs) underneath Jamaica Bay. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I'm like, you know what? No, I can't let Jean go out like that. So when that meme started going around, like, I was going to do a thing, I was like, you know what? No. (laughs) Mm -mm. Professor X is crap. He doesn't give any time off. Jean is tired. That is how she faints. She's going to tell all <laughs> the other the women to faint, too. That I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I <laughs> well, laughed so you, hard. And aren't you bringing it back, Stephanie, for Thanksgiving? Haven't I seen oh, some I of those? surely. So, like, I had to do the Thanksgiving um, X-Men post, like, maybe two years ago. So, I'm definitely going to do another one. I think <laughs> I might make it Christmas, but we'll see. Because, 
usually where those posts end up happening, I promise you, they're like just out of the blue. Like I'll tweet one and I'm like, but wait, I have more. (laughs) (laughs) And then it turns into a thing. So I can't promise you when it will happen because I kind of like when it happens organically because it's when it's the most outlandish. But um, (laughs) there will be an X-Men one coming soon or... Justice League, because I've been rewatching both the original Justice League animated and then also the Unlimited. Because, mm-hmm. like, why would you not? Because they're yeah, great. They are really good, yeah. <laughs> and I've been getting some um, screenshots myself. So, I don't know, <laughs> might get both. Might yeah. be or, or one of them, but it's going to happen again. So. I was <laughs> crying. I was just like, oh my fucking God. That is like the funniest. Because we always are like, Gene just keeps fainting all yeah. through this series. And, and we're all sad and tired about it. And then just <laughs> you being like, girl, just pass out. That's what I do. <laughs> I was like dying of laughter. Oh my God. I forgot all about it. And I'm just now remembering how funny that was. That was like my favorite thing I saw on Twitter for a while. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, because I was just kind of like, because I was going to do the whole thing like everyone else is doing. But then I thought I was like, wait, no, mm-mm. let's do something. Let's flip this on the head. But to yeah. bring that back to parenthood, activate yeah. or whatever, it's, um, you know, and also Braxton to an extent too, uh, just actually going through the process of creating something. I've, I guess this kind of changed my lens a little bit when I am reading comics or I'm creating seeking something I'm trying to keep in mind that there are 15 other people that could have said that's a bad (laughs) idea but they didn't so I guess in that way you know I still call stuff out when it needs to be called out right but also at the same time I'm just kind of like maybe let me just focus on the stuff that is done better or (laughs) if something is questionable or whatever um, let me try to think of it in the context of when it happened who sure. did it? Why? And sometimes that's just not enough. Sometimes it's just yeah. like, no, this should have absolutely not happened. But I will say that it's just kind of, um, you know, changed the way that I, you know, read and interact with comics, which has been for the better because I've been able to go back and read that older stuff. And I'm cringing, but also at the same time, I guess, find a way to find humor in it as well, because sometimes you literally got to laugh through it to read through it was being interviewed and was being asked about like reading the canon of like white men and <laughs> I, I believe she was a woman of color and she was like fuck them I don't need them <laughs> yeah I don't want to read them I was like thank you I think that's the permission I needed because I wasn't reading them but I was feeling really guilty about it like I've never read Dune yeah. and I was like feeling really bad about not reading Dune Ooh, and then I was you. like but I could read the entirety of N.K. Jemison's works again <laughs> Uh, yeah. That seems like a better choice. So I'm, I'm going to do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but there is that guilt. There is it that that I don't I don't feel it anymore. But I definitely felt it um, at least growing up and like into my early twenties of this guilt of I haven't seen this Oscar winning film or the thing that's highly talented. And when I finally got around to some of those things, like no, this I don't like this. I would rather watch Friday. And write a dissertation on that. Um, Hell yeah. Then do, you know what I mean? Like, do that, actually. That would be great, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll please, how do I support you in doing that? Like, yes, I was please. Actually, I've been trying to find a way. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out where I can somehow write about Friday for Sci-Fi Fangirls. And I know that it has to be genre. So I was trying to figure out a way to <laughs> inject it. Like, 
I don't know. Like, imagine if uh, the Star Wars saga was actually Friday and, like, Craig was actually Luke and um, and the Force was actually his fist or something like that. So, I mean, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. But in saying all of that, (laughs) but in saying all of that, I'm just like, you know, you're, you're really missing out on some really great things if you are only focused on the quote unquote great works of white men. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're missing out on so much, and Those some guys, people are, oh, yeah. are just dying and leaving this earth <laughs> unfulfilled. <laughs> like this is why aliens haven't visited us because because of that. <laughs> just like they're not offering much, so they'll be gone in about fifty years. It's fine. <laughs> I was probably around 18 or 19. I was just like, you know what? What if I just hate men? And like, was just like, I'm not going to read anything else by these guys. And just started really curating. You know, if I put on music, I'm almost always listening to women. You know, if I put on, you know, anything. And now what's really great. And whenever we say better with a question mark, what actually is better is that you can go to the comic store and be like, I'm going to buy comics from somebody who is not a straight white guy. And you actually have some options, even if they're not a ton of options. I know that, you know, because you got into comics from what I understand around the same time I did. And that wasn't always the case. So that is one huge plus side (laughs) of living now because comics are literally just better now. Well, and I think now another part that is better is I get in lots of conversations with like cis white men about comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, the whole shebang. Because I'm a nerd, and the only thing nerds love more than their nerddom is talking about their nerddom. (laughs) And so I'm like, yes, I would love to talk to you about whatever thing. And then it's just like a a list of white men's sci-fi novels or white men's fantasy novels. And I'm like, oh, I haven't read any of those. And they're like, why? I'm like, were any of them written by women? (laughs) <laughs> and then they're like there was what about the <laughs> and I'm like yeah no why there like, was that why? one female character yeah and then I'm like <laughs> I even try and go back like I love some white dudes writing or I, I think I love duh I think it's like in the past <laughs> tense now because I try to go back and read them and I'm like so I could read this fantasy novel that has like cool magic Or I could read this really beautiful fantasy novel that has, like, incredible magic and a lot of sex. (laughs) And I like that one better. And I like the one where women aren't, like, pets that people keep in rooms. (laughs) Another, um, I guess, motivating factor for me with this comic uh, was because there are other comics out there written by Black parents that are, or just books in general. They're written by Black parents about their kids, but I'm just like, Okay, but this is my opportunity to add to that and show something in like a funny kind of just fun light that is not always, you know, serious. And this is just something that people can enjoy and gravitate towards that also features a black family because yeah. we could always use more of that. So oh, yeah. that was another thing because I'm just like, I don't really see this as much as I would like to. So mm-hmm. let's make it more. Yeah, and almost no matter how much there is, there still isn't anybody like you, you know? So you mm-hmm. you get to make your statement. I'm excited. I've loved what I've seen so far. And do you know where you're going to kind of what's your schedule going forward with it? So um, because there's been a little bit of a job change, um, I wanted to work towards every week. 
Um, but this also would require me to pay the artist a little bit more because she also has a day job. But right. I was able to maybe get another artist in and maybe similar styles, but maybe a little different. I would be open to that, but I would love it to be a weekly thing. But if it remains bi-weekly or twice a month or whatever, um, I do plan on still launching a Kickstarter to kind of do like, I don't know, like a little collection of the ones of the five or so that will be already out that people have seen and then 10 to 15 that haven't been published yet and just put them all into like a little collection and I don't know, get that like in a store to somebody's hand like a physical copy of it too because I mean we would all like to believe that everybody's on the internet but that's just not the case so yeah um, um I would love to do that like I never thought of myself writing children's books but I'm really open to that but my ultimate goal, and I hope that when this alien spoof comes out, <laughs> um, Dark Horse, uh, now that they've gotten rid of the person they need to get rid of, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> wise up and says, hmm, you know, <laughs> that's Stephanie, lady. Um, let's figure out to write some alien. Because I'm telling you, that is Marvel, whatever, DC, great. No, I would like to write an alien comic. There's so yes. much that could be done with that world if they would include, and they're starting to do this. Um, uh, there's some novelizations of Alien Isolation, which I do highly recommend if you haven't um, read it or heard it yet. They do some things with Ellen's daughter, Amanda, and Zola, and I feel like they're going to be gay. They better be gay. If they're not, I'm going to raise hell. The book just <laughs> came out that is a, a the second part to, or a continuation of Isolation, and Zola will be in it. So mm -hmm. I'll let you all know. Um, but if it ends up not being gay, I'm going to raise hell. But anyway. <laughs> good. Um, the Alien comics are so good. So I just wanted good. to throw just, that in there. They're, they're so good. So good. And like, there's so much more that you all could do if you would yes. like, I don't know, like let women and people of color, black women, yes. I don't know, write these things because just the whole idea. And I wrote about it a little bit because I've been like trying to convert people over to like covenant. And I know it is <laughs> I know, but there are some <laughs> things and elements about it that, and if, the writer's room looked a little bit different or if they were willing to do a little bit something else like there's just so much to be done with the alien universe and i just don't understand like it's great it's like the comics are great yes they are but like there's just so much more that can be done and like the novels in the comics are doing that i don't know what yeah. the movies are doing but yeah i okay. really hope that you get to write <laughs> aliens that would be incredible Someday, that. hopefully, that would be the best. I was also, this is like a small seg, but have you read the Aliens Vamprella crossover? <laughs> oh my God, nope, but it's added on to my list. Listen, there you go. I've just discovered um, all of these crossovers. Like, I discovered the DC crossover because I was in Char yes. Second and Charles, and I was like, wait, what? The Superman punching a xenomorph? What is this? Yeah. And I'm like, how did. How did I not know this existed? What is wrong with me? Like, I, I really sat there for like 15 minutes holding the book in that aisle, like really questioning everything about my life. And yeah, willing to like turn over my nerd card because I'm like, this makes no sense. I didn't know this existed. So I let everybody down. Like, and everybody Batman, sleeps on those crossovers, though. And like, 
everybody has been sleeping on those crossovers and specific the aliens crossovers. I think a lot of people sleep on the aliens comic and I have noticed too, my favorite crossover character is Vamprilla and people constantly sleep on that character as far as her team ups with Red Sonia, her like Betty and Veronica team up, her hack and slash team up, aliens. The final question is who are your favorite bitches from comics? Ooh. Oh, God. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so, Monica Rambeau off top. And oh God, you I know what? Because I always go back and forth with this, but I'm just going to have to say Amanda Waller. I yes. wanted to give you all, like, some obscure, but I couldn't because when uh, recently in um, Suicide Squad, like, when Amanda got, what was it, the kryptonite into uh, uh, Zod's head? yeah <laughs> like you're crazy and you know what i love it and like i don't know why that moment just i already loved it before then but like that moment i was like you know what bitch yeah i, I, I love every iteration offered, um, she's just so great she offered a dead shot a dog on extra dollar to go kill the person <laughs> who, who hired him to kill her that was, was so like, good wow, what a bad bitch that's she's what I always amazing. think is she's like the wild card of DC where you're just like, what? <laughs> like every time she shows up, I'm just like, what did she just say? <laughs> <laughs> I would, if, if Amanda Waller were a person, I would definitely be like just following her around just to see what was going to happen. Like I that's the like character. She, I think like the closest we're going to get to her right now in our lifetime is probably Maxine Water. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, good God. oh my God. Yes. Yeah, like every time I say, like, because I'm like, I know you're telling people how you feel all the time. Regarding <laughs> you just don't care. And I think it was that uh, image of her um, scolding um, Dead Eyes. What's his name? Um, um, but anyway, yeah, Zuckerberg and like scolding him. Dead Eyes. Like, dead that eyes. is. <laughs> his eyes are dead. There's That's no. So they're so dead. Body. <laughs> but she's like scolding him and I'm like yeah that is that's Amanda Waller right now <laughs> yeah no I, I never I, made I the connection that. but yes <laughs> I'm like oh yeah no of course who who else <laughs> so thank you so much Stephanie I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us no thank you guys for having me on I really appreciate it and like always um this was very enjoyable as I am because I've like always had anxiety before a podcast which makes absolutely no sense do you have any anything that we haven't covered that you want to I mean do you have a patreon do we need to plug any of that oh real quick so no patreon but parenthoodactivate.com is what you can go to to check out uh new issues and also there is a tip jar um because just you know full disclosure i am currently unemployed with a real nine to five but i'm figuring it out but if you would like to support uh parenthood activate just so that i can pay my artists up i am a black woman paying other black women so if you would like to support black women support us so you can just find all updates there there's a blog too where um i'm trying to get better about just adding little things um, that are going on that either are related to the comic issues or just you know mommy related or whatever so you can find that all at parenthood activate all one word.com and there'll be a kickstarter coming soon so just be on the lookout for that are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. week this week is written by Charles Sule, art by Javier Polito, colors by Monsa Vicente, lettering by VC's Clayton Cowles. That's right, it's 2014 She-Hulk. Ba-ba-boom. Had you read this series before? No, I hadn't. It was on my list and I just hadn't gotten to it. I think I tried to start She-Hulk in a couple places mm. and didn't Dicey. love it. Especially after having read A Force, where she's incredible. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I'm so happy with this one. This one's amazing. Yeah, this is my favorite one out of all of the ones. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it feels like her life matters. It's about her life. Like that's what's great. I think the previous series had done a lot of oh, this is what her dating life is and stuff. And then the next one was here's her if she like hated everybody, didn't have a great sense of humor, which is <laughs> weird to see. And then this Do you one how they pitched it. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know how. I don't even know if Peter David has to pitch anything or if people just give him series or something. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're not doing anything? Yeah, would you like to write She-Hulk for no reason all of a sudden? And he goes, yep. <laughs> so he did. Um, it was varying degrees of bad. And, <laughs> it, and this is much better. This is way better. This is really good. This is my favorite one. She immediately quits the firm she's with because they're exploiting her. She her starts her own firm that helps people, even though she's very poor, which is fun. She gets that whole first issue razzmatazz that's like, 
oh, here I am in this decrepit old building. Will I ever make it work? And it's, oh, I'm going to read issue two. I love this. Yeah. Will you make it work? I and like know. her office is in a building full of supers. Yeah. So they're all people who can't rent anywhere else because yes. they have such high insurance rates. Yes. And then the person who runs the building is a former mutant who since M-Day has lost her powers. Right. But She's like, fun. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, Hijinks! It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's the setup for hijinks. Also, even further, the setup of hijinks is whenever Hellcat comes into the series and oh my God, decides to get Trish wasted, Walker. and they decide that they're just going to go ahead and take on AIM. She drunkenly decides that she just wants to bust up an AIM <laughs> location. Which is particularly funny because she and She-Hulk are drinking, yeah. and she's like, I I only had, had as much as you, She-Hulk. And She-Hulk <laughs> is like, I am three times your size. <laughs> The density of my muscle mass is different than yours. She's and like, I am stone cold sober. And Hellcat's like literally like hopping away from her, ready to take on AIM for no reason. For and no reason. <laughs> AIM she's, is, like, she's like, I feel like punching someone. AIM is baffled by this, which is really funny because they're not really the bad guys in this situation. No, and, no, no. Oh, what do we do? Nothing? What? What are you doing here then? One person's like, I, I gotta go. The other person's like, but if I beat one of them, this could be my moment. It's like, I loved that because I was like, that must be what every low-level baddie is thinking. Yes. When they go to fight like a major super. Because I'm always like, why would you, if I saw Captain America running toward me. With a, his shield going. I would, I would do, I would just lay down on the ground. Like, yeah. I would just be like nothing nothing please don't hit my face and then he trips and you are the person who killed captain america which would be kind of wow see aim that's what goes to their heads they're like if i could kill cap do you know what it would do for my future it's like okay but you can't. You'd get killed really quickly by Madam Hydra, probably either way. But probably live your life how you, you choose. Know, it's your dream. Yeah. Dream Hellcat's on. dream is to punch you in the face all of a sudden for no reason. <laughs> and, and almost get beat, right? Doesn't yeah. she like drunkenly fall through something? She's the bodyguard all of a sudden or something to the She-Hulk, which makes so no funny. sense kind of. And the whole thing, the whole scenario, once again, hijinks. Here we are. The story where finally after years and years and years of comics, an attorney writes this comic and then we see the face-off between She-Hulk and Matt Murdock in court Mm -hmm. which was incredible. Well that's what it builds up to. First she faces Tony Mm -hmm. over a a litigation matter. Then she faces Victor Von Doom or she helps Victor Von Doom's son. Yes. I love how no nonsense she is to Tony. She's like oh big scary person? Hi. um, Much bigger scarier person. (laughs) Tony watches her walk out just like Jen's looking good. (laughs) Yeah, oh, God, he's, like, so smitten. Yeah. Everything she says, he's like, ha, 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 yeah. uh, Oh, you're oh. being, like, really mean to me, but it's fine. I like it. That's not my fault. Don't be mad, Jen. <laughs> She's like, shut up, Tony. <laughs> I've had Give enough the people of their you. their damn money. Tired of you shooting my cousin into space and whatever weird <laughs> shit you get up to. Fucking Illuminati shit. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, that's on uh, page 13, panel four. <laughs> she, says, she accuses Tony of being in the Illuminati. <laughs> yes, and she is right. And also, <laughs> she takes on Victor Von Doom. Unfortunately, she kind of loses that scenario in a way, the beginning, because Victor Von Doom is super protective of his weird child. <laughs> Who you would just let go. It'd be, all right, live your own life. But Victor Von Doom is not having it because he's 
a control freak. And well, well, and it's kind of funny because you see She-Hulk, who is like this scrappy, like resilient human dealing with this like precious rich boy. Yeah. And at one point, she has to hurry, so she picks him up. And he, <laughs> he says, um, do you mind? Or like some rich, like, how dare you? And she goes, excuse me? And he goes, ah, reflex, I'm sorry. It's just a reflex. It's like, yeah, because she'll like literally rip you in half. She's the only thing standing between you and Victor Von Doom right now, and you need to act accordingly. When I thought that what was really smart about this series is that it starts with some minor hijinks and like a major setup. And then you go into this like mystery, mm-hmm. which is like at some point, She Hulk and a series of other plaintiffs were sued by someone mm-hmm. for some kind of destruction they did. None of them remember and it. No one, no one. And, and when it gets brought up to them, they lose it. They like it trigger. It's like a, what is that called with spies? You know, you know the spy thing. The spy thing where the they spy trigger suddenly thing. are triggered. Yeah, I know that one. She-Hulk is good. She-Hulk is so good. (laughs) Makes you slappy. Yeah. So the mystery is fun. That works out actually really interesting, I thought. I liked the villain that gets brought in and how surprising it is. Therefore, I will not say anything about it. But I will note that once again, whenever Matt Murdock and Jen go head-to-head, you see a lot of what's different about them in legal That's so nice. And it's really interesting because, obviously, if you're not a lawyer, we're all, oh, all the lawyers do the same exact job all the time and have the same personality, right? <laughs> and then you read this, and it, Matt Murdock is somebody who is very suspicious, and he's always pushing for the truth in a lot of ways. And then She-Hulk is this person who just is good and can always find a way out of every situation and knows how to defend somebody the best way. Matt is really good at prosecuting people. It that makes sense. So good. <laughs> also, like, given who they are and their ethos, that makes a lot of sense. Hearing you say that part, I really thought the whole thing brought a certain precision around law and, and how lawyers' lives work. Yeah. I'm none of those things. Sule is an immigration lawyer, I believe. And it comes through. You, yeah. really, you really see people, you know, things like— Instead of their, the ticking time bomb of an issue being a literal bomb, it's we have to get your implication in by 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And no judge will see you if you do not do it by 5 p.m. Yeah. And it's her calling a judge she knows and being like, please, I'm on the way. Let me help this Victor Von Doom Jr. That's not his name. I can't remember his name. It's basically his it's name. It's essentially that. She doesn't care that he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like you she said, wants to she has him. that moral compass of yeah. like, this is what's right. And that's yeah. why I'm doing it. And that's also, it causes her problems in the legal so world. Many which problems. is really interesting as well. I thought that this series was so good at getting her voice down and yes. making me understand what her job even is because it's been really ill-defined for a very long time. So being like, able to watch her do it. super lawyer, super lawyer. Oh, we need a lawyer for this scene? Guess what? Here's Jen Walters for two pages and then it's done and, and we don't hear gone. anything else about it. So yeah, I think that this was just the one that got the characterization. It got her friendships. She didn't date anybody, thank God, through this entire series. They're always trying to tie her to these really annoying <laughs> side characters that we've never seen before. It's almost like before. men writing her have some sort of 
interest in pushing themselves into the novel as if they could be a love interest of She-Hulk. It's honestly, with She-Hulk, I think, like, the worst. You see that all of the time with her, where you literally have a creator who's breaking the fourth wall so that he can have her jump rope naked and stuff. You know, you see a lot of stuff with She-Hulk that isn't great. Like, like she's a large woman, and they, Uh they, you know, but she still has these, you know, traditional shape and measurement. She just happens to be extra sized. And so I think there's, you know, all this weird, creepy shit men do because of that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. She is definitely a great character though. And I've always loved her and always thought she didn't really get her due. And I think that this was the series that just completely delivered on every point. I couldn't agree more. And I think the art is so fun. Oh, the art. Yes. So I've always, fun. always loved this artist. Definitely. Also did, I believe, part of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. And that was really fantastic. And I think an issue of the Scarlet Witch series. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking as well. Like a few different ones that have been really good because this art fits that action dynamic. It reminds me of Kirby in its way of not being oh, yeah. super detailed, but being very dynamic. Yeah, it is beautiful. I loved it. This is like really one of the best She-Hulk yeah. stories you're going to find. This one is also available on Marvel Unlimited. That's so right. Make sure you check it out. questions for bitches on comics or if you're a comic creator and want to send us copies of your work please email us at bitches on comics at gmail.com b.t.c.h.e.s.o.n.c.o.m.i.c.s at gmail.com gmail does not like the word bitch so make sure you leave the i out otherwise we won't get your email remember there is no i in bitch If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com slash bitchesoncomics, where we have exclusive content. I'm Essie Fleenor, and you can learn more about me at essiefleenor.com. I'm Sarah Century, and you can learn more about me at www.sarahcentury.com. Music provided by Earth Control Pill, which you can find at earthcontrolpill.bandcamp.com. Bitches on Comics is recorded and edited by Kate Warner. Learn more about Kate and her band, Churchfire, at churchfiremusic.com. Bitches on Comics is recorded in Denver, Colorado. We want to recognize the indigenous peoples who have inhabited and do inhabit this land. The Arapaho Nation, the Ute Nation, the Cheyenne Nation, and others who have been erased from our history and collective memories through colonization. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.